0: Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe.
1: What is up, everybody? Good afternoon. Welcome to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I am your host today, Adam Chop, and with me is the man, the myth, the legend, Eric Moreno with our gym in Huntington Beach, California. Eric, how's it going, sir?
2: It's great. Uh, we have poor weather right now. It's, what is it, January? And we're at balmy 70 degrees right now. So everybody's in the shirts and shorts.
1: Man, well, I'd kill to have 70 degree weather right now. Um, <laughs> well, awesome. Thank you so much, Eric, for taking the time out of your day to have a conversation with us and learn all about what you do and how you inspire and you know how everything happens. So with that being said, I'm going to open it up to you and go ahead and give the listeners a little background on yourself, uh, how you got into this industry, what your passion is, and uh, we'll
2: go from there. Well, I've been uh, born, not born here, but uh, raised here in Huntington Beach, Uh, been in the industry for 30 plus years, had the good fortune of having uh, a multitude of athletes and uh, clients. Uh, I've had a handful of H to C to P, high school to college to professional athletes uh, in my tenure. Usually you get one or two, but I've had the good fortune of having multiple successful athletes. Uh, and uh, as a result, uh, I was actually performance training for athletes before it was given the term sports performance. Now you hear that at the uh, Division One level where you have sports performance coaches. I'm a strength coach. I'm a CSCS certified through the NSCA uh NASM CPT uh PES CES uh USAW uh go on and on but uh uh, enough about that part but uh how I got started was uh again uh I had a young man six foot 11 14 years old said we knew something was gonna this young man was gonna go on a journey and uh like we said he ended up playing for uh, uh Duke University and uh, under Mike Krzyzewski with a couple other guys named Grant Hill, Christian Leitner, a young man, Cherokee parks, just got inducted to right here in Huntington beach, the hall of fame. And uh, he was the, uh, he was my kickoff in terms of uh, I'm only five foot four, but at one time I was known as uh, the big man coach and had anybody that was six, eight, they had to come to me and I had to be creative. I had to write agility programs I was asked to write, so uh, that was put to the grind, got publicized, and not so much from the fitness and sports performance aspect, I learned that I had to, uh, I wouldn't say be a jack of all trades, but I had to be a master of several and be able to delve off. So, uh, yeah, going from the weight room to the computer to write, hitting deadlines, I've uh, understood and appreciated uh all the different uh aspects of uh fitness in terms of not so much just the workouts but also the uh publicizing and manufacturing all that so i've i still get my hands dirty let's put it that way
1: the jack of all trades it's almost kind of like you got seven extra hands floating around there doing all these different uh tasks at hand
2: oh yeah oh yeah definitely definitely
1: Man, talk about, uh, you know, they always talk about in the, you know, the credibility world, you know, the, the alphabet suit, you know, letters after letters, after certs, after certs, after this and after this, it's like, man, you, uh, you're quite the alphabet there. Love it.
2: Well, it's it's fun, but it's also harder than too I mean, uh, again, everybody thinks everybody sees the end of the rainbow, but, uh, they don't realize the, the work that's involved in, uh, at the end of the day, it's your clients appreciating it, and that—that's the main thing. So we can have a lot of letters, but key thing is, it's just putting that knowledge to work.
1: One hundred percent, absolutely. Well, Eric, with that being said, you know, let's kind of dive into, uh, you know, the business. How, you know, um, officially did the, the the gym get going, and. You know, what all are the services that you offer today?
2: Well, I've been a gym owner. We're going on five years right now. And uh, again, I was in, I'm in the industry for 30 plus, uh, never really had a home base. And I wouldn't say I'm a firm believer in luck, but I've been very lucky. Do you know the equation for luck? Shoot it when preparation meets opportunity. And I've always looked at other facilities. How can I do this? If it was mine, can I tweak this up, tweak this down? Oh, these guys don't clean up. These guys don't repair their equipment. And uh, I was in a very good situation where a young man was, uh, he was walking away from his facility. I was an independent contractor and basically went up to him before he closed down and said, let me take your problem. Let me take your problem did it a little bit in the forced negotiation with uh, landlords and uh, attorneys and so forth. And as a result, I ended up uh, taking over an 8,000 square foot facility here in Huntington Beach, uh, right off the one of the major streets, Beach Boulevard, also known as Highway 39. Uh, get about 100,000 cars that drive north and south each day. And, uh, you know, like I said, i, I Took over someone else's problems, said, okay, now, since my name is on the lease, these are the things that we need to go into play. Uh, he was only open four hours a day. And I said, that's not how you run a business. And when the windows, when the lights are off and the windows are dark, not a good thing. Uh, we're open from 5 a.m. to 8 p.m. And we've got 18 plus trainers here, as, as well as a couple physical therapists, and uh, consider ourselves sort of like a uh, Costco of fitness. We have sports performance, we have group classes, MMA classes, self-defense classes. Uh, we've got bodybuilders here, powerlifters, Olympic lifters, we've got a little bit of everything. We'll host some powerlifting meets, uh, we'll host some fundraising events for the local high schools. Uh, I still coach, I take them as young as five, five years old on up to uh, 85. So we don't give anybody a reason to leave. We take the excuses away. So we'll answer to just about everybody. And again, with 8,000 square feet, it's hard to, for them to not do anything. 8,000 square feet, that's a lot of feet. Um, yes, yes. It was scary at first, scary at first. But then uh, it's become a field of dreams here. The Kevin Costner, build it and they will come. It was a vir- yeah, virtually empty facility. Uh, we knew what had to be in here. We had to go out, hit the, hit the pavement, talk to some people. Next thing you know, we convinced a couple of gyms to close down because they were at capacity and they weren't quite hitting their numbers also. I said, let's come on over and it's become a pleasant community.
1: Awesome. Love it so far. So with 8,000 square feet, what kind of member base
2: are you looking at right now? Uh, We're at 200 plus. And again, with 18 trainers, uh, you know, we... Uh, there's no excuse not to have anything, you know, we'll have uh, people come on in and we have geriatrics and so forth. And again, we've got youth. Uh, we don't turn anybody away. You know, if we have, uh, and again, that's why we brought physical therapists in. So if someone's got some type of uh, medical restriction, here's your answer right over here. Okay. You want to do a little bit more movement patterns? We're over here uh, down the road. Everything goes right. We're looking at expanding in terms of the uh, square footage.
1: Yeah. So let's kind of, you know, expand on that. You know, you said 200 plus with a facility like 8,000 square feet is if you give context of the layout is, is it fairly open or is there like different areas that have different things inside of them kind of walk us through like the quick layout.
2: Different, different areas uh, of, of that 8,000 square feet. Half of it is uh, indoor turf. So we have a lot of functional movement my background is track and field. And like I told you before, I had a young man that was, uh, he is six eleven. Well, what happens if you make a six eleven guy that can run with the guards and he can shoot threes, you've got a millionaire. And with that, we got a lot of guys that came on in. So we got to have a lot of movement. Uh, uh, on the other side, we have Olympic lifting area, heavy lifting area. Uh, we have quite a few, uh, exclusive equipment that we've imported uh so so our claim to fame is we have some equipment that uh, no one else has so uh, yeah have our cardio gotta have the big screen tvs oh yeah we we have a lounge area uh what's really nice like i said we have a community here we have a lot of business people after they're done with the workout they're doing they're doing their deals right there on the lounge area right there so we got a nice little waiting area uh a lot of movement trx stability balls i'm proud to say that virtually every piece of equipment we have it gets put to work we don't have very many dust collectors
1: always a good sign for any gym yep yes cool so let's talk about the expansion you know uh been in business for a little while now and Mm -hmm. you know what's you know, what's expansion look like? You know, you want to add on square footage. Do you want to just increase what's already inside your facility? Do you want to add on new things? Do you want to expand, you know, um, PT sizes kind of walk us through, you know, like what, what a small example of an expansion would be for you.
2: We want to add in um, from my aspect, what I coach, I coach anything that's foot based running agility vertically. I work with. Uh, so when I get basketball people, they come on in. The first thing they say, "Oh, this is big enough for a basketball court." Well, I can't do that. Just I bring in volleyball people. Oh, we can put a volleyball court. In here. I can't do that. I'm going to displace all, all. a lot of my people. I Had uh, baseball people that wanted to start up uh, a pitching academy. I said, "I got. I cannot sacrifice that current space and displace my current trainers. The the, yeah. the trainers are my family, and that's what we like to call ourselves. Anything from a team to a family. Got." Uh, each other's backs and i'm not going to do that to them hence okay maybe and that's the hardest thing to do is turning away potential business and uh you know would, do we have to have batting cages eventually do we have to have a basketball court eventually which means i could probably have a men's basketball league at one time or another but my name is not bo jackson Yeah, if you're familiar with him, he's got a hundred thousand square foot facility where he puts his name on it. Instant football academy, instant baseball academy. So the only thing I got beat on Bo Jackson is I'm two weeks older than him, so that's what I got on him. He runs a four four one. I run I ran a four four, but even that game I I wouldn't want him running running me down. So
1: (laughs) both got me beat. I ran a four six. Um, well, cool, Eric. Yeah. uh, so what's the biggest hiccup or holdup from the expansion?
2: Uh, we got to get more members. We're at 200 plus. That's good. Good. We need to be great. And that means handful more trainers. I, I joke on, I got, uh, I got uh, what we call our heavy hitters by 5. A.M.ers to 5. P.M. The trainers that work there. Then I have a one my lighter category where they're only there in the morning or there in the evening. I got to expand my team. I got to expand my community or we got to be busting at the seams. When, when we're at that point, then it's okay. And, and the other part is uh, what I call the business trifecta. You got a great service. You got a great product. And what do uh, real estate guys say? Location, location, location. Uh, yeah. we're, we're about half a mile away from Beach Boulevard, which is good. we're on the corner, okay, I'd be paying a different price, however. So we've got two-thirds of the trifecta. When we get a little bit bigger, like I said, that's when we got to say, okay, now I don't want to move very far because in in our area, like I said, I'm sports performance, so a lot of high school and youth are my area. I'm I'm about uh, the closest high school is half a mile away. The furthest is four miles. So we've got six high schools within the the radius here. That's one of our – one of our feeder programs so if I move too far there's a potential of losing people and that's the one thing you don't want to do is lose people so if we go 300 miles or excuse me 300 feet up the street different story but again we've got to have a a few more people we get 200 you've got to double that and then I can entertain that question more fine finitely that's okay
1: it's a start Um. real quick with your facility I don't know if you mentioned this or if we touched on this is is your gym mainly like you have specific you know like PT groups or do you have like open gym style as well or is it mainly just like PT small groups things like that one-on-one specialty training answer E all of the above got it I was gonna facility like 8,000 square feet there's got to be a little bit of everything so a little, yeah you got that you got that all right well talk to me about these members why why are we only at 200 plus what's going on
2: uh it's it's um only so I, I, I like that when you, you put me on the spot with that one it's uh well it's the new year uh, all our trainers at full capacity now it's getting out in uh uh shaking the trees per se and uh seeing what falls getting out there networking um i don't know what the other people have done in the past but we do a lot of old school elbow rubbing we go to the, a lot of network meetings we go to a lot of bnis i i break away and um uh, sometimes i got to put on the slats instead of the sweats and uh meet the the mayor meet the chief of police uh, meet everybody in the area. And what's really nice, we have a lot of community events. So there's a lot of opportunity to meet and uh, you get the uh, old school referrals. And, and from there, uh, right now, we're, we're allowing some of the high schools to host their fundraising events. So the initial part behind that was to get exposure, additional exposure. Come and see. It. Like I said, field of dreams. Build it, they will come. Sometimes you got to go out there and you got to say, come on in. And, uh, what's really nice. There's times on the weekends where we get uh, about two, 300 people walking through the door just, uh, to do their event. But then they see what we're facility is all about.
1: Right. It's like, Oh, like as they leave, they're kind of like, all right. Um, yep. yeah, yeah. So talk to me about like, you know, l- let's go, maybe like weekly basis, monthly basis. Like how many people are you seeing walk in your door that are potential members and then, what's the conversion rate like on those people that you see?
2: Uh, we get probably about half a dozen We're again we're off we're in an industrial area so we, we don't get the standard walk-ins like in a retail area and that's the tra- trade-off if we're in retail we would have a fraction of the size so yeah, a lot of it, it's creating the traffic, making them come through you because uh, a lot of them are you know local business people and they, they know of us but it's creating events, having events where you have them come on in and uh, we get our inquiries. And uh, the next step after that is just getting the sit down, getting the interviews, uh, answering a little bit more questions. Uh, you know, what are, what are their goals? What are the long-term uh, uh, goals? Where, where do they want to go from there? And then uh, again, we kind of enlighten ourselves to like a um, Disneyland. We got some equipment that has, a lot of fun rides on it. So, uh, sometimes it's talking to them. Sometimes it's just letting them see it. Got it.
1: So what would you say is like your, your structure system of, you know, getting that conversion to happen? Is it, it, you said, you know, like some people, do you take them through like a, a fitness assessment, you know, questionnaire, like you said, you know, like what's, you know, how do you get somebody to convert into that member besides, The the obvious, you sit down you have a conversation with them. Um,
2: Several types. Fitness assessment, goal assessment. Um, Honestly, when we get some of our referrals, what I tell a lot of people is if you get them through the door and they're sitting down, they're 75% to 95% there. Then the next, uh, the difference from there is selling yourself. And a lot of people don't like that word, selling. Well, not selling – presenting yourself okay getting to know them and that's the key thing is you know how long have you had this goal you know, again from my perspective i'm sports performance so some of them come on in they don't understand what sports performance is and i tell them well, how would you like to be bigger faster stronger uh we get some of the older people that are some of them uh, had uh, one of our clients that uh had a severe accident so she's got to get ready for physical therapy so once you're cleared you come on here. So sometimes we'll do a fitness assessment. Sometimes it's a compat- compatibility assessment. If it's not going to be me, I've got 18 other trainers that we can set them up with. So again, we the the four letter word that's not allowed here is can't. We that's don't right. let you get away. If if there's a no, we find a way out of that. I, I've heard a lot of excuses in my past and in, in my history with uh, different athletes, different people. Said you know what, if we're sitting down here they're there, they're there. Just It's the, the clothes and it's, I wanna say like uh, like with car sales, it's, is it a combat, compatibility with you and them? And if not, we've got several other options. So actually there's other ways that, we'll just put them on a tour and let them see the facility, see the equipment. But the main thing that we really make them do is we make the, we have them meet the team. We have them meet the trainers, we have them meet the other clients. And really in terms of referrals, it's the long-term clients that are best referral source because they will tell their friends and they will tell them. You know, and the first thing that some of these clients, our own clients say is welcome to the family, welcome to the team. Or if you're thinking about it, we'd love to see you. So like I said, it, it's, it's one big party here. Everybody has fun. And if someone's not having fun, if someone wants to join, I just let my clients and the trainers do all the sales from there.
1: Cool. Uh, love, love, you know, in such a big facility, it's it's nice to have like the family aspect because a lot of people do like that, whether it's group training or personal training, or, you know, just a place to walk into and see all these different people doing all this stuff. So, you know, community is huge, especially like those, those boutique fitness, like the group, the bigger group fitness style thing. It's like people love because they have that camaraderie, that rah, 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 that, Hey, I know this person's gonna show up. They're gonna be my accountability partner, so on and so forth. Precisely. Excellent. Um so Eric, talk to me about, you know, are you currently doing any like marketing, paid advertising, or like you mentioned before, it's just kind of like that old elbow grease where you're going around doing like, you know, the 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 networking groups, the the chambers, the the you know, pop-up events, things like that. What's what's kind of like, you know.
2: The we do breakdown. a little bit of yeah excuse me uh, we do a little bit of Instagram we do occasional posts uh, again uh, what's really nice is you know a lot of trainers will do their their own individual posts and all feeds back into our main uh, Instagram but for me personally I'm I'm old school I mean when you build a house when you build a building the first thing you got to do is the concrete and the wrought iron that's not, never going to change. You build a freeway, you got to go to the old school. So for me, it's really more organic. I like to go meet the people. Uh, just last week, I met 150 realtors. Yeah, I'm not buying or selling right now, but I'm the only fitness guy there. And uh, to tell you the truth, when, when I do a lot of these networking events, I'm the only fitness guy there. So um, yeah. it always pays in some situations, most situations, it pays to be first.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Especially, you know, cause those real estate people, they're always working. They're always on the move showing, they got to find time for themselves to come in a yes. better place than our gym.
2: Exactly. Exactly.
1: Um, that's great. You know, it's, it's a lot of, a lot of people are diving into that paid advertising only because so many other people are on social media doing, you know, the targeting, getting like certain audience, you know, you have so many different aspects to your facility. You know, have you, was there ever a time that you thought about doing paid advertising or did you do it at one point, maybe had a bad experience?
2: Yeah, I thought about that and uh, did do it a few times in the past. And it's like, it's like planting the seed. You put it in the ground and in this era with, uh, you know, Instagram, Facebook, computers. Everybody wants instant gratification and it's just like working out. You do one workout, you feel the soreness, but you don't see the results. You got to peg at it away. Uh, It took me 30 years to be an overnight success. Uh, One of my athletes was with me. He was good before. Now he's better, better now after two years, because we did a little bit change the workouts. And that's what we tell our people. And that's what I tell my trainers. You know, if you get a client that commits to you, for 3 months they're pretty stable. You get them with you for 6 months, they're with you for life because they're not buying the workouts, they're buying you. You know, they they they're spending time with that client. So um, I've done some advertising, didn't see the immediate return. I go to these networking events. One meeting, nobody responds. Next meeting, I'm told to become a member, they come on over 30 minutes after uh, I met with them. So it's, I wouldn't say a hit and miss it's consistency. Yeah. You know? Yeah. When uh, when I go to high school events or when I go shopping, when I go grocery shopping just last night ran into some of my people at Trader Joe's. And so, you know, you as a business owner, as a fitness trainer, as a sports performance coach, I'm my own billboard. It's just getting out there and being seen. We go to Costco. I recruited a trainer because he had his gear on text him. Come on over. So it's, for us, it's really the old school grind. Again, like that seed we talked about. You don't see it right away. You water it. You nurture it. You give it some fertilizer. Give it plenty of sun. Come in the spring. You see some results. Come in the summer. You see a bit more. Come in the fall. You pick the fruit.
1: Yep, you reap the harvest. Awesome. Well, we dove in a little bit of sales marketing let's kind of talk about you know you know attrition you know what's kind of like you know are you retaining a ton of your people do you see a lot of people come and go kind of talk to me about that right this time
2: it's it's an ebb and flow it's an ebb and flow uh we have our share of uh, uh people that are independent business people and we have our share of retirees and what do a lot of retirees get to do they take a lot of vacations, which all is right. actually a good thing. Okay, Maybe you might not have the revenue during that time. But if someone's going on a cruise, I used to say, oh, shoot, you know what? You lose all the results. But actually, that's a good thing because they gain half a dozen pounds. Holidays are great, even though it's a little slow. Slow for us is maybe 100 per day during the holidays. You know, we're, we're uh, all the members are back. But when they go on vacation, they undo everything. So we got to do a restart. I kind of give the analogy of like a, uh, a good TV show or a good TV series. Yeah. Okay. Episode eight grand cliffhanger right there. I'm going to see you next season. So yeah, we, we get a share the trickle off, but we know they come back later. So it, it, again, it's being patient and it's playing the long game. It's playing the long game. You know, we, uh, you know, we, we know our Monday through Friday mornings, we're busy. Friday afternoons are always going to be slow. Mm-hmm. but then we have the makeup on saturday and monday i gotta play valet in the parking lot
1: yeah it's directing direct traffic You're like go go to this parking garage go to this level go down to this street exactly exactly everybody's everybody's gotta you know for th- those non-routine consistent people it's like all right we got we gotta it's monday we gotta get back on the train had a bad weekend drank too much blah 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 ate too much food on the beach Didn't, didn't feel masculine enough on the pier.
2: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. You got it.
1: Yeah, man. No, that's cool. Um, well let's, um, a few questions left to go here. Um, but, uh, I always like to, you know, ask this and, you know, we, we touched on like, I like to say the smaller goal or the, the, the more recent, you know, you want to get more members, you know, you want to get a bigger facility to do more things that requires more members, pretty simple domino effect. Let's talk five, 10 years down the road. You know, what's like the big vision, big picture for our gym? Is it three, four, five locations? Is it you know two 20, square foot facilities? You know, walk us through like what 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 kind of plans do you have for a long term goal of this facility?
2: You hit it right on the nose. I, I've had my share of people. I, when I first started, I would do a lot of high school programs, and there was one time that. I was coaching four different high schools in four different corners of the County. And, you know, that's great to be wanted. It's great to meet them. Um, uh, I'm in a very good situation where I'm five minutes down the road from my house. Uh, anybody runs into a situation where they need help, I come on over. Honestly, I'm done with the traveling back and forth for private clients, but I'm not opposed to the situation where I'm going to help someone else open up a facility let them see the secret sauce. This is what works. This is what doesn't work. Yeah, you know, I've been proposed to many times about, okay, you got to be in our area. So, well, I'm, I'm not going to move out of the state, but you got enough people. You got the, the correct financing on their standpoint. And said, well, this is what we need to do. First of all, is getting the team. And that's the key thing with behind anything. You know, you can, everybody, again, yes, at the end of the week and end of the month, it's the balance sheet. But if you don't have the right people, if you don't have the right team, it doesn't matter. It's like creating a good football team or a good basketball team. You know, why was the Bulls so good back in the 90s with Michael Jordan? It wasn't just Michael Jordan. Phil Jackson told him, you're not going to be the all-time scoring leader, but we're going to get a lot of rings. You're going to spread the wealth. Uh, When uh, Shaq first met Phil Jackson, his jaw dropped because he saw those rings. He said, Mr. Jackson, I will do what you need, what we need to do, along with this young man, Kobe, to win a couple championships. So uh, in the end, everybody's got each other's back to expand. you got to have the right people in play. Same vision, whether it's accounting, whether it's uh, investment. As long as everybody sees the end of the rainbow, we know what to do. And it's rolling up the sleeves, busting out the sweat, laying the floors, painting the walls playing greeter. You might answer the same question a hundred times that day, but you got to treat it. It's just like Disneyland. You know, that customer, it's the first time for them. And you got to put that smile on your face. And honestly, you know, I'm I'm here at five o'clock in the morning. I used to ask myself, why am I up at five o'clock in the morning? And I tell myself, because there are people that need me at five o'clock in the morning. So I got to be there ready for them. So it's hard to get up. It takes me five minutes. And then, hey, I got to change somebody's day today.
1: Yeah, it helps being that close too.
2: Oh, oh yeah,
1: oh yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, I was up four o'clock this morning myself. So you know, embracing the grind and tackling it—you know, uh, one one smile at a time. We'll call it the uh, it. smiles per gallon. Yep. Yep.
3: Yeah, man. Here. Sometimes
2: um, we'll have uh, we'll have some random dancing too at the gym. So you yeah. know. We'll, we're, we're always having fun. Throw, throw some good music on and you have a little mini
1: dance party in the, in the open open area. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that, that's,
2: what, yeah, that's what my mom's group says. Oh, Are you dancing again today? Go pick the number for me.
1: Awesome. Uh, well, cool, Eric. I got two very important questions for you as we wrap up here. The first one, uh, I think we're going to get some good feedback from you. If you were to... Give your honest two cents, your honest two golden nuggets of feedback to anybody out there that's, you know, they've got money, they don't have money, they have a plan, they don't have a plan, they want to be a business owner, don't know how to be a business owner. What's your take on how to get from a W-2 to now you're giving out W-2s?
2: It's, uh, you are not on a time clock. You're not going to get paid overtime. You, you, you've got to do the work. You've got to do the grind. Uh, there is desk time. There is times with the accountant. There's time with the investors. There's times at the bank. Uh, it's, you're not above talking to anybody. Uh, I'm the janitor. You know, I, I have to clean the restrooms a certain way. If, if they don't have my mark of approval, you know who I chew out? this guy, I'm, I'm always on my own, own shoulder. I said, you know, I want my people to feel comfortable. So you've got to be able to do a little bit of everything. You know, the paperwork is, is tough. It's tough. But if you don't, if you don't know your numbers, if you don't know your numbers, then, then you're in a big trouble. And you know, a lot of people say, well, yeah, I got a lot up fronts. So yeah. But you got three more weeks in the month. You got to make sure that uh, that's taken care of throughout the whole month. You, you got the garbage, you've got the electricity bill. You got the, you got the, uh, you got the rent. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's not how much you can lift. It's not how long you can uh, ride the bike. It's not how fast you can run. It's like we said before, you, you've got to be a jack of all trades. You, you, you've got to know all the other avenues. I, I talked to my attorney quite often. Of course, we talked basketball for the first uh, hour session and in the last five minutes. He said, okay, what do we need to do? And you, you, you got to have uh, just like how the the president has his cabinet. You, you've got to have all your resources lined up and uh, have the plan. You got to have a plan.
1: All right. Well, everybody, you heard it. You got to have a plan. You know, make sure everything's lined up, ducks in a row. And you know, obviously, the biggest thing is you know you got to go through the grits, execute. So love that answer, Sir Eric. Uh, with that being said, you know. We definitely want to get you more members inside the door. So with that being said, give our listeners a way they can reach you. You know, if they're in the Huntington Beach area, you know, what's the website, the Instagram, the Facebook, uh, you know, where, where, how can they reach you?
2: We're at HB on Instagram. Same thing with uh, Facebook website is our gym llc uh it's down right now we're getting uh, doing a little bit of construction right now getting some upgrades but uh never hesitate to get on uh instagram there we'll have usually a weekly post workouts uh, uh one of our sub programs is the sports training program on instagram so look us up there and we're a uh, like away
1: awesome as i'm looking it up right now i see y'all huntington beast give that a little follow right there got an extra follower from me over here um but hey guys girls anybody out there if you're in the area go check out the facility they got so much to offer 8000 square feet um definitely if you're in the area check them out um with that being said though for all the listeners out there, if there's ever a time that you want to be on our podcast and you want to give shout outs to your gym, your vision, your passion, what you've done, how you became a business owner, please feel free to click the link below, type in information. We will be in touch. But until then, y'all, that's another episode down and another Jim Lloyds out. Thank
0: you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode.
3: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Emily Newton, and joining us on the show is Rob from CrossFit Muscle Yard. What's going on, man? How are we doing today?
4: I'm good, thank you. How are you?
3: I'm good. Thank you for asking. Good. Now, Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Um, so before we dive into you know, the nitty-gritty of what you guys have going on at CrossFit Muscle Yard, tell us mm-hmm. a little bit about how you describe the business of people, and what made you want to start your gym in the first place?
4: okay so yeah we are crossfit gym so a lot of people know what that is but it's basically group classes getting people using functional fitness to get people fitter faster stronger leaner um but the main thing is uh, about training as a group in a community and pushing each other really uh the reason i wanted us to open it is i kind of always wanted to work for myself um and I was a, I was a personal trainer, I become a personal trainer. And then it was always my plan to open somewhere up. I didn't really know about CrossFit at the time when I started personal training. So it wasn't even on the radar, but I just knew I wanted to do something, um, open a brick and mortar of some sort. And I, then I found CrossFit and it just went hand in hand with kind of my plans and how the my preferred way of training
3: yeah. So we were actually talking a little bit before we got on air about like your transition into the fitness industry. So you've been an entrepreneur for about 15 years. However, like you made quite a shift from what you were doing beforehand.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I was a, I was a carpenter before. So I've done that as soon as I left school. I actually left school early. I haven't got any, uh, any GCSEs, any school qualifications. <laughs> I left early and just went straight into work. Um, I become a carpenter, I was just working as a builder for people. And then after a few years, I started my own carpentry business and I kind of got in the, the, the I, call, I call it the rat race, but it's different. It's not like you're in the city doing it, but it was basically, I had a lot of, lot of outgoings. I had a couple of vans, all the tools, you needed certain certificates for health and safety and it just got a bit much really. I was only sort of 20, 21, 22, and I just had enough. I always wanted to travel. Mm-hmm. So I I booked um, a one-way ticket to Australia and then just went out there because I knew I had my qualification. It's quite easy to find work. Uh, the plan was to do a year. I just didn't know where I'd end up. So I just booked a one-way ticket, went there, and done a whole year in Australia doing carpentry, just moving around. But I'd always liked mixed martial arts, so I'd done that for a little bit. Um, that is kind of how I got into just fitness itself. And then when I finished my year traveling, I was a bit overweight, uh, hadn't really done much exercise. And then I went to Thailand for three months on a kickboxing camp. So uh, I was there, I was into fitness all the time and I really enjoyed um, sort of the environment there, just eating clean, everyone getting fit. So I thought, oh, this is this is good. I'd like to do this as a as a career change. um, Give it a go at least. And but the main thing is, I actually wanted a fight. So I done mixed martial arts. When I come back to England, I just gave up carpentry. I moved back in my parents because uh, I had my own place before. Uh So I moved back in there, and I just had to get it was a, going to a martial arts gym, going to the gym. Just mean I was just going. I was out all day. Um, I'd do the odd bit of carpentry just to get a bit of money. But I just wanted to fight as a as a career. So I gave that a go for about a year. I had a few fights, um, but there's no money in that at all. So, yeah. so you, your heart's got to be in it. And it was for a while, um, probably about a year and a half. And then I realized that all of my friends have got cars and got other stuff that you need money for. So then I had then I had to basically find a way of making money. So personal training was the easy step because I was in the gym and it meant I could do both. Um and then kind of fell out of love with fighting and just thought I'd want to push the PT route and see see what I can do with it really. So I focused on that a bit more. Um and it went from there. I just went from there, I went from like a little gym into a studio. And when I was fighting, I got approached by someone who owned a CrossFit gym. It was probably one of the first in the UK. Um, I had no idea what it was. Um and they basically sponsored me for my strength and conditioning. So I just turn up there. Um, and he'd put me through these workouts that were very CrossFit based, but like pushing sledges and doing pull ups. And then these people would come in after me and then do what called a CrossFit class. <laughs> and it just looked weird to me. I was like, what are these people doing? Because I didn't know anything different other than kind of your normal person of training. Um, but it looked fun. So I jumped into a class or two and started to do that and really enjoyed it. And then I just basically eventually wanted to open up my own place. So after a few years of personal training, I managed to uh, get the keys to to a building. I was very lucky actually. Um yeah, I didn't realise how hard it was to find a, a very good industrial unit with yeah. good good parking and um yeah, like like in uh, heat, like a heated roof kind of thing, not an old building that's too too cold. And one just kind of fell into my lap, to be honest. It was like the only one I looked at. Um, and it was like, oh, this is, this is perfect. Yeah. So I uh, yeah, managed, managed to get it. And um, yeah, that was nearly six years ago now.
3: Okay. So, so you've been an entrepreneur pretty much your whole life, just about. Maybe yeah. not your whole life, but for like a long time. Um, yeah. For the people listening that want to grow their business... What would you say are like the two most important skill sets that you need to master? If you want to, you know, do what you love to do, help people, but also make a profit.
4: Yeah. Um, well, I think the first one is to be passionate about what you're doing. First of all, you want, you need it. You need it to align with that. So if we're talking about personal training, um, you've got two, I would say two things. One is you need to get results. So you need to actually be doing what's what's needed to be done and then you gotta get in front of people. That's the biggest thing, even as a carpenter. Like you need to people need to know about you. Like, um, but as a personal trainer, marketing is probably your biggest, your biggest thing that's gonna get people through the door. And and this place, especially for the gym. Um marketing to get people through the door, but follow-up is probably as important. Um, just chasing up with people, making sure like you don't don't be frightened to pest to people, <laughs> especially if they've got if you've got stuff set up like your website set up. They've actually inquired, um, but how many times do you miss an email or miss a just you're just too busy? You don't apply, so just constant follow up for the people that have come in the door or filled in your inquiry form is crucial, I think.
3: Yeah, so <clears throat> excuse me. Let's let's spend a little bit more time talking about marketing. Mm-hmm. So the first one you said was be passionate about what you do, and then the second one is marketing obviously because like if you can't get in front of people and people don't know who you are, you're not going to be able to get people in and make any money. Right. Or help yep. people. So yep. what have you guys been doing from marketing that's been working and what are some things that haven't worked?
4: Um, so we've changed over the years, I've changed all different kind of offers to get people in and different, a different route. We used to do, um, used to be very set on like a fundamental session which is very good like in a CrossFit. Basically, that means that that you come in, you do a session. It used to be three sessions, then we changed it to one. And it's basically a session where we go for all the basic movements. Um, we get you familiar with the surroundings uh, and, and just basically a sort of come in, meet the coach, get through all the movements, and then you come in completely confident. That is very good, but it's another barrier to it barrier before they come in basically so what we're doing at the moment is just going straight to class so we do we offer a free session um so obviously we advertise this online and our our email list and stuff and people can just come in now we scale the session down they come in for a free session it doesn't matter what session it is they just book in we've got a a system that all books you into automatically and then from there they can basically try it before they sign up so that was probably one of the biggest things just in the last few months that we've started doing so we got rid of one of the barriers uh um, actually get in front of people. Uh, it, obviously you got referrals and things like that. That's, that's major, but it's not really, we don't really like to talk about that. Everyone says that marketing should not be included in that, but yeah, having a good referral program is key. But I would say um, it's going to have, it's got to be social media, especially in this day, Instagram, like showing people what it, what you're actually doing and what you're about and what you're cause what, what what makes you different to a normal gym especially a crossfit gym like it's just it's just un people getting people to understand that crossfit isn't that hard because the people that have seen it they think it's really really hard and it's out of their reach or the people that don't know about it just just don't know about about it at all so you need to kind of get in front of people um, do content videos like like filming your filming your workouts filming the kind of people that are working out at your gym because i think that's what people look at the most what kind of people if you're only doing videos of very fit people then that's gonna throw a lot of people off um one thing that i did as well as a crossfit gym if you look at most crossfit gyms they're kind of black (laughs) so that all the walls are painted black it's hardcore um when we open our our walls are white Uh, it's like white and blue it's very appealing to come in so all our videos um look look appealing basically it doesn't look doesn't look too hardcore because there's not many people that that want that it's going to you're going to put people off
3: yeah so with social media are you guys doing like just organic content or also taking advantage of paid
4: advertising we do paid ads as well um so really i'd say we do a lot of organic stuff and i need to do more of it um i i'm very limited with my time so uh but basically you getting on the camera is, is, is huge. I think, I think like everyone's posting videos of working out and things like that, but if you can get on the camera and explain exactly what it is that you do, exactly the benefits that people are going to get. I think that is, that has been huge since I have actually started getting on the camera myself. Um, That's been, that's been huge really. The organic, uh, sorry, the paid ads, we just run, we pretty much run them every day, every day. We spend about 10 to 15 pounds a day, and we just, I just see that as a getting in front of people. Um, so we do, I change the videos, um, I change the description. But if you're spending three hundred pounds a month on just literally getting in front of people, just getting your word, a little bit of branding and things like that, then I think it's it's, it's a great three hundred pounds to spend throughout the whole month. Yeah. We don't really do, I don't really do specifically, We never had a company come in and do like a proper promo video or anything like that. We, I just. I just basically spend a ten pound a day just getting yeah. in front of people because the algorithms yeah. and stuff on Facebook, no one really sees it unless they're unless you're paying for it.
3: Yeah, that's true. So I guess what return are you seeing from the paid advertisements? Like is that leading to more consultations, more more people taking free classes?
4: Uh yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I feel that before, so before um it was about november that i changed we changed a lot so if anyone has got a, a, a gym or crossfit gym it was basically before uh the whole website was set up it was still good there to capture leads but it was all set up like you could go on there you could see the pricing you could see exactly what you had to offer so that's very good but you can see everything and then the only leads that we would get really is people that are, are going to come in so so we'd get We'd get rid of, we wouldn't get many, but they're already kind of qualified leads. All the leads we would get, we'd know they were coming in because they've already done the research. Mm-hmm. But now we've set it all up so the whole reason for the website is it catches people's uh, catches people's information. So, so even to get the price in, you fill it in, and then you'll get emailed and text um, like a, a breakdown. And the idea is basically, people go on there, they put in their information, they, they automatically get text. Um, and then the texts are asking questions so it's hoping that they're gonna you're gonna get a conversation with them that's the idea rather than they just come on look at your website and leave so the whole the whole point the whole point is to get their information hopefully to get a conversation going and then get them booked in for their free session so the whole thing is set up like that now so we've we got probably four times the leads i would say mm-hmm. but they're obviously less qualified but doing the conversions we, we we're getting more so we get a yeah. lot more because there's uh, the potential there to get the conversation going and give them some advice and then they'll they'll come in
3: yeah so after they uh come in for the free class and mm-hmm. they they uh do the workout or whatever class it is then yep. you kind of sit down with them afterwards and like go for the close.
4: yeah so um i mean that would be the best way to do it <laughs> but uh it just depends whether i'm there or not so um When there's a is going on, well, you said. I'm, about, it, I'm sorry. You said it depends on what. Um, that it it depends on if I if I'm there. So yeah. I did it for me because I am. I would say I'm the best person to to sell people because it's my business and not, I understand it. Even the coaches I've got are very good at it. Um, but there's let's just say that we've got three classes in the evening and there's one new person. We only allow one new person in the class. By the way, as well, because that. It, it just works better. So let's just say we got one in each class. fine um, oh, hold
3: on. I gotta ask you a question about that. So
4: yeah,
3: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to cut you off, but okay, no, so, that's fine. You allow one new person in your class. One new person.
4: Could mm-hmm. you
3: like just elaborate, um, elaborate on that a little bit?
4: Yeah. Well, if you have five people sign up for the first same class that are all new, um, the coach isn't going to be able to give them as much attention as as if they are the only new person in the class so obviously there's there's, there's people at different levels anyway but if you've got five new people all don't know what they're doing um you can't one you can't really have the conversation with them like you're saying to try and get the clothes because there's five of them and you can't you won't really get around all of their goals and needs so having that one just one person in there that the coach can focus on a little bit so when the class is going on, they can have a little chat with them and see see their level and get get a good feel of it. Uh, that's obviously just way better. They're going to get a much more personal experience if there's only one.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: So that's okay. that's 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 why we do that. So yeah, then after the class, they uh, we basically book the class ten minutes before. So if the class is at five pm their actual their actual time that they get sent is um 10 to 5 so they come in 10 minutes before the coach has a chat with them uh, goes over the goals and everything explains a little bit about crossfit if they don't know what it is so they get to have that conversation first then you um, then they take them through the class and then after you explain the membership and stuff like that and then basically it's my job to i follow up with them so i i call them up and just say how was the class how was it um is there, have you got any questions? Is there anything? When do you want to come in for your next session? And then, so you kind of already, you already try You already presume the sale basically. So I already presume the sale and then then they can say, oh, do I, I prefer this membership option. Um, I can come in Wednesday or come in Thursday. And then I just basically just send them the link to, to get them signed up.
3: Yeah. Okay. So you're doing, I think you said earlier, you're doing the majority of the selling.
4: Right. Yeah, at the moment, yeah, because we're actually using quite a new system. So before I, I would do most of it anyway, but I would, it would be Google Sheets. Um, I would just go with their follow-up, just had loads of spreadsheets with all people's names on it. We use a membership, uh, we use Wattify as a membership uh, management system. So all the all the members are there and I've got this system, but I never had a system that for new members and following up. So I used to just use spreadsheets, but we've gone with a company now that that, that is basically a CRM system. Um, which is brilliant. It just keeps them all in one place. It makes the follow up very easy. It has um, it has a, it has basically the leads in one column, and then if they've booked an appointment, that they move they move to the next column, and then if they actually sh- showed up for their appointment, they move to the next column. So I can see every single day who's in, who's who's shown up, who needs following up. So, so it, and that is if you, I would say if there's any gyms out there that have got sort of 100 150 members they that is the system that they need to be doing now that is the next yeah. step really yeah. they, you need a CRM system to get to reverse 100 members you could probably do it and and because you haven't got, maybe you haven't got the money to outlay for it because it's like a monthly fee but I would say that that is the next step really to get that hundred plus members definitely get a CRM system
3: okay so let me ask you this for the mm-hmm. people listening that have over hundred members, but are not taking advantage of a CRM system. What mm-hmm. problems have like using Wattify, like in the CRM, like what does that solve for you?
4: Uh, a lot, a lot of time, <laughs> a lot of time. And a, and a lot of missed opportunity to be fair. So if you've got your, let's just take the um just for lead nurturing. So let's just say you get a lead, um, you message them a couple of times and then you get they go to the bottom of the spreadsheet and then you get lots and lots of people. You message them a couple of times, even if you've got columns saying I I message them here, I called them here, you, you're gonna lose them. Like you are just gonna lose them, they're gonna fall down the pile and you might you might forget. Um, but basically with the with the CRM system, it's that every day I just log on, I can see exactly who I need to contact, exactly who who has messaged me. Exactly who's been booked in. If they become a member, I I move them across and they become a member. Um, I would say, like, it's it's you just have to get it. <laughs> I'd say, yeah, you just have to. It's it's, it's 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 there's just no need. It's it's so much done for you automation. The the time that it saves you is is amazing, really. Um, but I know I also know that there's gyms out there still that don't use uh membership management, they're still using a whiteboard. And so, so with Waterfire, um Wattify Waterfire is basically a membership management. They do the processing, so they do all the payment. So every 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 month, they, it automatically does the payment. And also, they can look at the workout. The workout's projected onto two CVs in the gym, so there's no whiteboard. You can log your scores through it. So, yeah, that is – that is. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm amazed that gyms don't have that. <laughs> I had that from the moment we opened. Um yeah. But still, there's there's gyms in my area now that have been around longer than I was that don't have it still, okay. like, and it, it, yeah. it, I don't understand how they do it. <laughs> yeah, like, okay. but um, but yes, yeah, so definitely a membership management, and it's not expensive. The membership management systems aren't expensive, um, and it's it takes a percentage uh, of, of like, your processing fee. Any processing company does that, and you haven't got to worry about chasing people for for money and you if you've got caps on your classes um just our, our class is 16 max so no one else can book in it, it performs a wait list um i can see who's logged into all the classes at the end of the year we do attendance uh awards and we do awards for people that have that have been coming regularly and we can just see you can see exactly um, at the end of the month, you can also see who hasn't been in, and we can contact them. So, so if we know someone hasn't been in for two weeks, we ring them up. We try and find out if they're okay. We get them in. Because um, that
3: um, that probably also helps with. I'm sure it helps with customer retention. Yeah, if somebody hasn't been in for two weeks. That's a you know not a good sign.
4: Yeah, definitely. So so our system does send out automatically sends out. Um, if someone hasn't been in two weeks, it sends them an email, but it's, it's quite a generic one. And I think a lot of people know that that's quite generic, but yeah. we actually call them up now. So we, I have someone, um, it's like my head coach here. It's, that's her job as well. A few times, she's got some admin hours that a few times a week, that's her job. She sits on, she logs onto Waterfire. Anyone that hasn't been in, in two weeks, she will call. Um, sometimes we, we, it's lower than two weeks. If we know that they kind of spend about 10 days, um, and also if they've only been in a few times so if they they might have been in yesterday so they might not follow up they might not come up on that chart because they've been in yesterday but you also want to look on their their attendance if they've only been in once this month that's obviously another red flag yeah so so yeah um so membership retention obviously huge that's yeah. that's a that's a big one um membership activation is what i kind of call it that means when someone's like someone could sign up come in once and that's it because we i say that they're not activated yet they haven't got into it so it's like that first sort of week or two is really trying to get people involved making sure they're happy with everything uh, making sure they meet a couple of people introduce them to other people we do partner workouts on a saturday um so we always try and partner people up with 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 people that we think they get on with really um so builds that community another thing we do marketing wise as well is um is we, we do a bring a friend saturday so the first saturday of every month is just where anyone can bring someone for free so the idea is it's one of the partner workouts we make the workouts a little bit simpler in movements so there's no there's none of the higher higher skill gymnastics or the olympic lifting mm-hmm. but it's a very good workout still and the idea is um you partner up with your friend that you bought And you kind of take the lead and they kind of follow still get coached obviously, but that's just another way of getting people in the door.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for that. um, The explanation of like what you guys are doing for marketing. I'm sure a lot of people don't find that helpful. Mm. So the next, I have two more questions for you. Um, Tell us a little bit about like your day to day as the business owner. What does that look like for you?
4: Mm, So mine's probably very different to a lot of people say, um, a couple of years ago, my daughter fell ill. She um, she was five months old. And from, from nowhere, we went to the hospital because she didn't eat for a day. And then that night, she had um, four cardiac arrests. So we got transported up to a um, hosp- big hospital here called Great Ormond Street, it's the best childhood hospital in the world. Um, and we had to live there for 14 weeks. Um, Why she kind of got better or didn't, we didn't really know at the time. Um, so I was there for 14 weeks, so that kind of, luckily, I had these things in place, um, the membership. One more thing to add to that, if you're a the gym and you're really hung up on your programming, that is something that I would get rid of as well, outsource that. Because <laughs> it used to take me hours and hours and hours, and that was something that I luckily I outsourced before this happened and then it took my programming down to like an hour i could do it from an hour and i could do it from uh great ormond street though so i got we were we with nc fit they're very good and so that is that is the first thing i would get rid of if you yeah, don't be too hung up on it don't be too i know it's 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 not a bit like an it's a little bit of ego but i used to love programming and watching people do the workouts that i'd prescribed but really as a business owner if you're if, if that is your sole job you're a programmer and coach then that's great but as a business owner you your time's better spent getting in members really and getting and doing other stuff so we outsource that and luckily I had that in place so I'd already already got the membership management already got my programming outsourced I had coaches um, and I had someone that just come on full-time they're still for a self-employed basis but um she was all of her hours were here she she didn't have another job basically so luckily we had all of those in place so then when I was over when I was in the the hospital everyone could step up and I just run it from my computer and everything here was running smoothly and that went from 14 for 14 weeks which was great so After coming back, um, I still look after my daughter. So um, Mondays, my literally my day-to-day is very very structured. So um, I wake up, I look after my daughter in the day. As soon as she goes to bed, uh, she usually goes for a nap about 11, for hopefully two hours. Sometimes it's less and I don't get as much work done. But basically I jump on my computer and that is the time where I log into my CRM system and I can see all the conversations if anyone's messaged over the night or in the morning, I can reply to all the conversations I can um, anyone who's done a a, a show um, who's turned up for an appointment for a free trial, I can ring them up or send them a message to follow up and. Um, so basically i'm 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 there I'm doing the stuff there that is gonna get people either through the door or get people signed up, so all the follow up is happening there because that's that's the important bit really of my day
3: right
4: then I go so this is all done from home so I'm not even coming into the gym a couple of a few days a week anymore um and then someone will come around my so daughter to wake up and <laughs> we have lunch and then someone else someone will come around and then I get four hours uh of basically someone looking after my daughter so i go back on the computer for two hours and do more work and that is uh hopefully all of the the lead gen stuff is done all the follow-ups done and then i can do things like um just other business stuff which is like it might be um some systems and putting some more systems in place writing it all down um following up with bits of programming social media so I so that's kind of like my Monday Tuesday so literally I yeah I've got I probably do about four hours work and then uh, I go to the gym so in that in that block of four hours I do two hours and then I go to the gym I train and I jump in the first class so we have a 5-10 class I jump in that class and then go home Um, I like to do the classes uh, I think it's good for all coaches to do the program that they're selling basically i think it's very good very good for that and it's a way of me showing my face seeing being in the gym when i'm not technically working i can meet the new people and and put a face to the name of some some of the people that i've been emailing so i do that um that's monday when that's monday tuesday thursday (laughs) wednesday wednesday i get to go i go to the gym and i train my first class is 9 30 so i coach the 9 30 and then i'm there um shooting videos doing workout um this is a wednesday so doing calls like this or anything else work related and then i coach all evening so i'm actually at the gym all day wednesday um trying to get as much done as possible and so that's my day like in the gym and things come up like my machine needs fixing or ski cables broke or something's gone wrong that so there's lots of things there that's that's kind of wednesday for that and then friday's are similar i come i come in i do more work friday morning but basically my girlfriend works works in, in london but she only works three days a week so
5: mm-hmm.
4: wednesday and friday are my days to work
5: <laughs>
3: gotcha, gotcha. okay so, i love so- i really love the structure um, yeah, I mean
4: yeah. it has to be. It has to be yeah. so structured.
3: <laughs> a lot of and I, like
4: to, I I still like to to train. So, um, I like. I really. I like to train six days a week still. So it gives me the, the ability to do that. Wednesday, I train a little bit more because I have more time in the day. Yeah. And Friday's the same, but Friday morning, I just get on the computer from home. I do some more admin, and then I head to the gym about lunchtime, and then I'm there sort of all night because I coach the evenings again. So, so really, I don't. It's, it's, it's a funny one because you, oh, you don't work that much, but you're always working. Cause even like I get, I get a message on my phone. I try not to look at it, but once my daughter goes to sleep, I can pick up my phone. If anyone's inquired, I can just ping them a few messages from my phone. Um, so yeah, actual work, I do a lot less than I used to do. I used to do everything, like all the classes. Yeah. Um, so it's a good balance. It is a very good balance. And the next step for me would be, so at the moment I would say, um, I've, I've given away a lot of the, day-to-day jobs like we've got cleaners we've got coaches we've got um most things covered the uh, the next step will be to get my job covered which i'm doing now which is all the lead gen um the the nurturing people because there is someone that can do that but we need it's kind of like a catch-22 we need a few male members to employ someone full-time um and we need to make sure that works there so but that is that is my next step is to teach someone because I've I've only been using this system since about November. So I'm still fairly new with it. Oh, and I just like to get my head around everything that that I do before I pass it on to someone else.
3: Yeah, for sure. And so
4: so that that'd be the next the next step will be a basically a general manager, um, full-time employee, mm-hmm. um, and and can do all of that stuff. So then the coaches can focus on coaching.
3: Yeah.
4: Um, if that is a coach as well, then obviously that's 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 good.
3: because mm-hmm.
4: um, they can coach classes as well.
3: Yeah.
4: But yeah, that would be the next step really.
3: Alrighty. So my last question for you is in terms of like the growth of your gym, what are your goals mm-hmm. there? And like, what's the biggest obstacle that's in your way from reaching that?
4: Yeah. So the, the, really the, the, the biggest growth goal is, is just is members. So at the moment we've got, I've got one full-time coach, and she does coaching. And then we've got four part-time. So my my the the stop thing that's stopping me actually growing too much is we need one more. We need another. So one full-time person. It'd be it's it'll much because I'm not really a full-time person anymore in, in, in the coaching. I would say if you can have two full-time coaches, then it would run everything would run better because they can just start doing the content. Cause if they're a full-time job. Um, they can be here on that that Wednesday when I'm here, and then two people can two people can basically create all their own content and all their own all their own stuff. It's a lot easier if you've got two people videoing for ideas and things like that than one person on their own. Um, so that that is it. So I'm a, the goal is to get like a, I've got we got 130 members at the moment. The goal is to get to 160 um, pretty aggressively in the next sort of two three months. One more—that's that's one thing that gym gym members—I've only discovered it really in the last couple of years—but it's very seasonal. So gym owners need to capitalize on January, February, March, and then we have one more at the end of the school holidays in this country. I don't know what it's, what it's like in America, but after September, the kids go back to school. That's another peak time. So really, like you got—it's going to vote boost for membership. It's going to drop off. It's going to boost. That is huge so you just need to if you're gonna spend money on advertising things like that like now is the time january february is just the time to do it yeah. so we're gonna we can go hard basically aggressively and trying to get those those members and then we expect a little bit of a slump. um so yes yeah, to grow 160 maybe 170 members the the biggest um obstacle is obviously getting people um in the it's so i think a lot of crossfit gyms probably have this that uh, you need more you need to put on more classes to accommodate more people mm-hmm. and and so on so i would say that's another one more one more thing i've learned is again with the programming don't be so hung up on doing a crossfit we do crossfit we, everything we do is crossfit but if you've got to work out this you need a rubber you need a barbell you need a rope um, you need so much space, you can only have a class of, say, eight to 10 people. Whereas, if you're a little bit smarter with your programming um, and you only need space for a row machine and a barbell, for instance, then you get quite a lot of them in. So, programming for that means hung up on doing this prescribed workouts for CrossFit and make your programming fit your business model rather than trying to make your business model fit CrossFit, really. Yeah, I'd say that's pretty big. Uh, We could fit in probably four more people now Mm -hmm. than what we used to, just because I'm a little bit smarter with the programming. And although, like I said, I, I outsource the programming, so we get it in, we just tailor it a little bit. We just take out some certain things that don't flow well.
3: Yeah, there you go. Well, Rob, this is a really good place for us to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, tell our listeners where they can find
4: you. Um, So the the gym is um dot com or just at CrossFitMuscleYard on Instagram, and my one is uh, Coach Rob Barber.
3: All right, Coach. Well, thank you so much. You know, we really appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. Definitely looking forward to seeing what you guys are going to be able to accomplish down the road. So to everybody who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description. Fill it out and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Awards out.
0: Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Jim Awards podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Now stick around for the rest of this episode.
1: Use coupon code Lords on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future
2: supplement orders.
5: What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I am your host. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us on the show today, our guest is Chris Alvarez of Athletic Training Performance, coming to you from Englewood. New Jersey. Chris, what's going on, man? How are you today? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. I'm excited to dig into this. I, I got a chance to get a little bit of background info, obviously, before we started this interview here. Um, but for the people who are listening, Chris, who aren't familiar with ATP, describe this to us. How, what is ATP in your own words?
6: So when you think of ATP, the first thing we're taught is what? Energy. Adenosine triphosphate. I'm sitting in class in college and my ATP, it's great energy. Everyone that comes to a gym is looking for energy. Right. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's what we provide, whether it's kids, older adults, you know, sports performance, like all the, we bring energy, but the right type of energy, you know, not the, like the most, like scientific energy, like we're giving people the best product that they can possibly get around the area for what they're paying for. And I feel like we are top notch with our physical therapy connection and also with the training that we have also received
5: and we give out. Yeah. And so take us back. I I think the the early days of this are interesting and and applied to our conversation here coming up. So bring me back, not necessarily to day one ATP doors open, bring me back to the day that the idea popped into your head, yo, I'm going to open up my own business what was going on? So
6: like I, like I told you, so I'm literally in college. I went to Rowan University. I played college football. Um, You know, we we were very, we were very good. I had my two roommates who also played college football. We were sitting in our dorms, you know, health and exercise science majors, bio major. And my my friend who went to physical therapy school, we were like, listen, I don't want to go through life and not depend on myself, because as football players, you just depend on yourself, you know, like you want to fight for what you get in life, so we literally are all sitting here, all three of us in my Edgewood apartment, and we're literally like, listen, let's open up a gym, all three of us, my friend, you'll take the PT side, me and Sean, who's my business partner, we'll take on the gym side, right, and then my friend, obviously, who's the bio major, Frankie, he goes, we should name it ATP, and I'm like, you know what, that means energy. That's really good. And then triphosphate, but let's change it. Athletic training performance. That just makes sense. And I'm a sophomore in college and we thought about this. So literally so the I'm the brand is college. born. Brand's born, we have no logo. There's no logo whatsoever. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just interested in, you know, I'm just interested in making it to the NFL. My other friend, uh, he's just interested in passing school. And my other guy's going through physical therapy school and we're all on our different journeys. So as soon as we start that, that whole thought, we then start to divide and go through life. But that all brings us back together. Now it didn't all mm. reach. Now, it was just me by myself, you know? So then a couple of years, like, so now I'll get into a couple of years later. Uh, I'm working at a gym that I used to train for uh, post football career. You know, as soon as I was done mm-hmm. playing the football, I was just working at this facility, and I just knew there was more for myself. I was like, listen, I don't want to just work for somebody. And honestly, I got so mad every day when he drove in with his X6, and I would drive in with my Nissan Altima. And I'm just like, listen, I'm paying for his X6. I'm not doing this.
5: Yeah.
3: So the Altima literally... is a
5: reliable vehicle, but not the dream yes. car for many of us. It's for sure. No, it's not. It's not. So I literally... I told Sean,
6: because I used to live with Sean, I was like, listen, I'm going to do this. Like, I'm stepping out. I'm going to go on my own. I'm looking for a spot. If you're, if you're, if you're with me to do it, let's go. Frankie's going to PT school. He's got like three or four years down the road. He's like, listen, yeah. he's like, no, I'm not going to do it. But you, I have your full support. I said, OK. So then I, have a, I had a Discover credit card uh, and a TD Bank credit card. And I had saved some money playing football. So I had some money to pay for cash for a lot of equipment just to go. I'm looking around. I'm going to my hometown because everyone knows me. You know, you know, it's very relatable. Like my, th- mm-hmm. that's all my funnels of service were going to be. Okay. Um, I knew I could get people. I was a coach in the high school with the football team and the basketball team. So I was like, listen, let me just find a spot. So I found a spot for like $1,900 a month. It was 700 square feet. And I'm just thinking, all right, I'm gonna be the next Joe DeFranco. You know, I don't care. I'm this just gonna open it. This up. This is the
5: beginning. <laughs> yeah, man,
6: I'm just gonna open up. Um, I literally was traveling all over the, like all over New York and New Jersey to get equipment. I was going to upstate New York, Long Island. I was going everywhere. I was just trying to find the best deal possible. The place I got my turf, my turf looked like crap. I got my rubber flooring; it, it was garbage but then i got two squat racks, i got a treadmill that was used, i had benches and i put some rogue equipment up on the wall and i thought it was it was great, i thought it was awesome. uh and then i literally signed the lease, i get all the work done me and my, me and my dad worked on the whole space without to pay any contractors so that was one big thing. Mm-hmm. and then all in all i was in for like probably 25-30k. um you know, maxed out credit cards like 15 k. I only had 15k and i only had $3,000 in my bank account yeah three not, so I don't we're, think a lot of, we're all
5: in regardless oh at God. that point we oh. need to we need to make this
6: work i had two free months and i did the whole gym in three weeks as and then that's it like i i had five weeks to start opening up my i had five weeks to get revenue in and pay my bills
3: mm-hmm.
6: with a credit card payment happening yeah uh but luckily, you know, before that, I was training people on the field. I was doing $10 sessions a person, you know, just trying to build. Humble. humble oh, my beginnings. god, So bad. Like, you go to school, you get a $50,000, $60,000 degree or even more, and then you come and you're doing $10 sessions. Like, you know.
5: <sighs> but yeah. and, and so was that, sub- was,
6: that was when? 17? That was 16. 16. 16, I was playing. I was, you know, subbing. I was getting some money. I was a coaching. I was done with football um, because I did have a heart condition that I got surgery for. So I had to stop playing Mm. football. Um, But, you know, you know, stuff happens. You have a different route in life.
5: And so all paths lead to ATP as it exists. Yes. A couple of evolutions along the way beyond that original location. Look back on that time for a minute and, and just reminisce with me here. What's been, what's been your favorite part about being a business owner, working for yourself, and what's been the toughest part? I think uh, the flexibility of my
6: schedule. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm about to have a baby girl, thank God, and she's coming in like three weeks. Mm. If I had a normal nine-to-five job, I don't think I'd be able to be as involved in her life as if I wanted to be or with the other things that I've done with my life, like let's say travel or you know, go on vacations or just do that. But it's also the flexibility, knowing that I can work who I want to work with. Like, I don't have, I used to have a problem saying no to everybody. I I couldn't say no to anybody. We didn't have that option when it sounded like at the beginning. No, 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 I didn't. I did not. Um, But I literally just love the fact that I can come to work and I'm building my own, I'm building my own dynasty. Like, I'm building my own foundation for my life, for my family, for everybody. Like, we're all together. And I love that the The worst part about it, right, is what it was in the beginning was wow, like how am I going to get people? You know, how how do I how do I survive? Like, did I like I literally three months into the gym building process when I opened up was looking for another job in another gym because I was like, yo, I don't know if I'm gonna make it.
5: Yeah, I gotta pay some bills here. Yeah, <clears throat>
6: yeah, but luckily I had this subbing job that was giving me a little bit of. Um, kick back into like some safety on my end but like just from the first gym alone like i and to be honest with you i've never had a negative month never have had a negative month in our whole career of atp until this past summer i've only had two negative months
5: yeah
6: and that was because of travel and time and that's it sure
5: yeah. Now we solved the where am I going to get people problem from that time or, or in your time as a business owner in the, the topic of marketing. What's worked for you? What hasn't for you? How did we get people in?
6: Um, I, I, I was a lot of word of mouth. A lot okay. of word of mouth. Oh my gosh. The beginning of small businesses, they start off just word of mouth. You know, We don't have the marketing budgets. We don't have the We don't have the manpower to go out there and just be like, listen, hand out these thousand flyers, do this, do that. So I got lucky. Um, I created, I I created like a a stream, a funnel service. I had a chiropractor. I had a physical therapist. I had a school. I had a recreation program. And I also had um, adult fitness word of mouth, like a Mm -hmm. whole solid, solid group. Mm -hmm. So I would do a camp every single year in my hometown for free to get kids. I would have chiropractic and physical therapy referrals because of step-down program, because of what I'm certified, you know, strength conditioning, you would have a good step-down program. Then I would have my small group training, which was affordable training, always have a word of mouth of referral system. Hey, you refer somebody, you get $50 off, you get hundred dollars off. So while I was working, I had other funnel services bringing me people and I was working in a school. So I was a coach and I was able to get players that were, that I was coaching that wanted extra work and I'd be their strength and conditioning coach. Um, and I had my five like funnels of referrals and services that I was just getting, you know, people to, I did print the thousand flyers and I did go all over town and do that on my own. I did do that. Did I get a call? No.
5: <laughs> but, that was going to be my question is, did it do anything for you?
6: No. Did I get a call? No, I did not get a call. Joe Schmo opened up, Chris opened up in a corner where no parking, no this, no that. Okay. That's not going to work. But I had relatable, relatable, like I had relatable people refer me more and more clients that just grew my business. Yep.
5: And things, things took off from there, right? We're building this pool of, of network. Did you spend any money in, in advertising since then, now that the business is a little bit more solidified? Uh, no, I, I have not. I, I've spent a hundred, I spent $160 when
6: I first opened up to be on the top of Google services. And I got it refunded because it was fake. It was, it was a lie. Like it was a lady that scanned me <laughs> into signing up. And I'm like, listen, I called my card company. I said, I don't have 160 to spare. I need my money back. I called and filed. Um, but now, honestly, I think I've spent a hundred bucks. If that, like I yeah. have literally, okay. and, and that's our next level of growth, right. Per se, we are. Yeah, do you like think a, that
5: that's a time in the future that that'll make sense?
6: Yeah. I think it's coming now. Like, I really do think so. It's coming now because well, even right now I do have a good referral base of class pass. Like they can come into my classes, I which is 20, $30 a session. And they're still, and they, they just have me on their platform and they're bringing me people. I'm not working for it. They're getting a cut They're, they're my class fillers that I need, mm-hmm. but I also have my people that are reoccurring and they come and they love the service. And that's good. As long as we keep on growing, but I like my partner I have talked about it. It goes, okay, so now what do we do? Is it going to be the Instagram Facebook marketing or is it going to be the regional marketing that we're trying to do? Because but it's the I, question
5: that we're all trying to answer, right?
6: Yeah. Cause I, cause what I was told, like I've been to seminars, like I have to kill it in my area. I need to be three to five mile radius of my gym and everyone needs to know I exist. Everyone needs to know I own this market. If you want to train with the best, you're going to come here, right? In the sports, aspect, sports performance aspect, they know that we are the best in our area, right? So that's why we get the college, we get the pros, we get all that. Now, when we build our group classes, people just, we don't have enough s- slots to fill people, so it's already booked. Like our, like our group classes are booked nonstop. So it's like, hey, how am I going to give another opportunity for another person to try a class out if they can't come in at six or seven? Or 530. Yeah. So now we're looking at the expansion part. Hey,
5: let's open up another location. Yeah. <laughs> Different um, problems to have. Still problems, but a yeah, yeah, yeah. Little, little bit better problems to have than not having people in the early days, at least. Yeah. So
6: now we're, we, so we had a, I've had a 12,000. I mean, I've, I've had a seven, I'm sorry, not 12. I used to pay like almost like 12 to 15,000 in rent in a bigger location that flooded. So I know, hey, we've had 20 people in a class before, which is fine and dandy, but on those dead hours, you're going to take a huge hit.
5: You're still paying. Um,
6: That's for sure. You're still paying. Uh, So like when the flood happened and I talked to the landlord, I was like, hey, you kind of just saved me from a big payment to go into a smaller like spot, which is almost 3,000 square feet, but we're still able to give the same quality and the same standard of training. Um, Bigger isn't always better. I learned that.
5: That's a hard learning. lesson to learn. Fitness, fitness people, we we think that 12, 15, 20,000 square feet, all of the brand new shiny toys, how big, yeah. how grand can we be? It's uh it doesn't always work out that way. That's for sure. No, for sure. No, but if your funnels are in
6: action, like I'm like if, if you're listening to this and you're just gonna start a brand new gym, you need to have your funnels in action. Like you can't just open up and expect people to walk in. I, I, I was ta- having this conversation today with one of my clients. I yeah. said, when I first opened up, I was sitting there in the gym, expecting people to just walk in. And, and it's, I listened, I it's have, not a field of have, dreams I, kind of
5: thing. I did have
6: one person just randomly walk in and sign up. I swear on everything. He literally walked in and signed up and I never saw him after that day. Never saw him again. But he did sign, he paid up, and I was just like, okay, well, I guess this is how it works, but it yeah. never happened again. In,
5: in those early days, we'll take any kind of funding we can get. So oh, for sure. Now how have how have things evolved from a business perspective over time? What do you think is, is the biggest difference between early days ATP and and 2023 ATP? Um, I think from what we experienced from COVID and everything, like
6: the whole shift, because we did go through a pandemic and, and I did was profitable. I was profitable during a pandemic um, because it was more exclusivity. A lot of people just want to be very generic and offer, hey, we have all types of training, but it's not private. We are a private establishment. Like if somebody wants to train in here by themselves, they can train in here by themselves. If they want to. Um, we're not a big facility where you're going to have 17 trainers all working at once. And I feel like we evolved from the beginning because we used to, before the pandemic. We used to have a lot of people. We had four to five trainers working, um, but at a lower price point, you know, because you have to compete with everybody around the area. But now we are legit at a high price point, working with high clientele people, and also giving a very high service that we don't have to worry about so much volume coming in the door that will just like, you know, you just lose track of what you're trying to do. I've been busy one time from 6 a.m. in the morning to 6 p.m. at night on a Saturday. And I'd like, I can't keep on doing this. Like my wife, like before Mm -hmm. my wife was my, before my wife was my wife, she would have problems with me saying, you're too, you're too into this. And another, another knowledge bomb would be, hey, we're gym people and we nonstop think about the gym, but I had to get a point in my life after like two or three years of opening the business. Like I had to just take a step back and say, listen, I can't just obsess over this. It's going to organically grow.
5: Yeah. And, and I I was obsessed. I want to echo what you just said there, because I think it's worth highlighting. there's always going to be in a brand new small business like this. There's always going to be an element of grind in the early days it's necessary we have bills to pay we had to get here it is what it is but the evolution of the business owner and especially the gym owner is that at a certain point I don't want to work six to six six or seven days a week my family can't do it my own physical body can't do it there needs to be some sort of of overhaul some systems in place, some other staff or some other people brought on to help with it. And then the fun part happens, right? Where I can invest my time in things that I truly want to do and truly can have an impact in my business and delegate all the rest. At this point for ATP here, Chris, what do you see as the future of this business? What's the vision in your mind? Where's this all going?
6: Um, Luckily, I have a good partner. I have a great business partner. A lot of people, they try to do it themselves. And if you want to build, it takes a village. It takes a true, true, true village to build a business, just like a family. It takes a village to raise a child. A business is a child. It's going to grow, and it's going to take a lot of work from a lot of different people. When I first opened up the gym, I thought I could do it myself. But after looking back on it, I was just going to be an operator my whole life. And I did not want to be an operator. I wanted to be a a great trainer, but also a gym owner. There's two differences. If I wanted to operate my whole life, I would have just been a trainer for somebody else. Or I'm just paying my landlord and making him richer and me just work for every every single cent and penny that I had to grind for. I'm not trying to do that.
5: I wanted to be a gym owner. You knew that as a sophomore in college that that wasn't the path for you.
6: No, it wasn't. It was not the path for me at all. It was not. Like I, I knew that. But luckily, and I, going back to it, I have a great partner. So we're trying to, and my Frankie, my physical therapy partner, has a group. So there's more than one physical therapy. There's, one, there's more than him to so just work. So there's also three of them. So what we're trying to do is, hey, we have a great model. Uh, physical therapy people are always getting hurt we see a lot of sports we see a lot of athletes we see a lot of teams they need proper physical therapy care and then it goes right into training with us just like a sports team you know I go to the we went to the Timberwolves facility everyone's getting pre-pt work Uh, you can go to any professional organization you're getting physical therapy work strength conditioning right into your sport that's exactly what I've always envisioned and that's what I went through I was playing professionally so you would get your chiropractic PT work, get your corrective exercises, get everything all your strengthening, go into your strength conditioning coach and then go into your sport or your games and you'd be fine. Me knowing that, I knew the public was not, like the general population is not getting that. Like the poor high school kids, they have to go sitting all day to then go right into a game and say, hey, listen, perform your best. You, 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 we deserve, you deserve to give us your best. Come on, let's go. But you're like, you're not even giving them the proper tools to be successful as a private in the private sector. I can offer that. I have pre, I have physical therapy care. You're getting the best of the best. They're all like, you know, top of the line doctors in their field. Then you're going to come to me who's going to then fix the engine, get that force production going, and then they can go into this sport and actually kill it because you're always hurt and you're always going to be weak. So you can always get fixed and you can always train to get stronger and faster and bigger and then go into your sport. So what we're trying to do is take this model and then put it into another section of Jersey or wherever, and then do it again. Like I do, we have the capability and trainers to have me and my business partner split up. I can run a location near uh, Edgewater again in Cupside, And he could stay in Englewood with my other trainer. They would be able to manage the current load here. And I'd be able to go back or we'd be able to go back, open up again and have our physical therapists work and get more of their network built up from the insurance base. And we'd be able to train everybody in our area and then go back and service. So we just basically make it two. And then as long as you're getting a profitable margin from both, you could do it again and you could do it again.
5: Proof of concept in the first location is always the hardest part, I think. Like you said, we have a successful model. How do we make sure this is replicatable in XYZ market, wherever it makes sense for you guys to go? And the value that you said is really, really important. I have a great business partner who I can trust. One of us can go work on that, one of us can oversee this, and the whole thing doesn't burn down. So often we see in fitness people decide, hey, I'm going to open up location two, three, four, five, whatever it is, and their attention gets divided, and then both suffer, and yeah. everybody's out. This this has the capability to go beyond just Anglewood and still find success. One final question for you here, Chris, as we run a bit shy on time. What do you think, I mean, fingers crossed, we don't have any more pandemics coming. Everybody knows that, that we don't yeah. want that. What do you think could be some potential challenges or some potential hurdles for you guys as you look to grow this thing moving forward?
6: Um, I think a huge battle that I just like anticipate would be if we fall into a recession. Um, I do think that if there's like a financial crisis per se, that might be the only issue that we would have and or a real estate Cause the real estate in my area and you know, Manhattan is it's going through the roof. So sometimes if you're trying to open up another spot and the numbers just don't make sense, like, Hey, your overhead should only be about 30 to 35% of what your projected revenue is or what you're actually bringing in. If you think you're going to go to a new spot and get more projected revenue based on you just being in a better area, you can't, you have to, your numbers say who you are. And I feel like that's a problem that we, as gym owners, don't really look at our numbers. We just look at, okay, we're doing okay, we're barely getting by, but look at your numbers. So let's say, if there is a problem um, with the rent being too expensive or utilities being so up and down, insurance is always increasing, We're going to have a problem with a lot of, like a lot of people want to just shell out the money on a gym, but your numbers just have to make sense. So I think a financial crisis or the real estate getting too expensive in the area you want to be in, you know, if it's going to be a Sephora or it's going to be a gym, guess who they're going to pick? They're going to pick Sephora because you know why? They're backed by millions and millions of dollars.
5: It is a reality of the industry that we are in. It's, it's unfortunate, but it is what it is, something to be aware of at all times and far removed from our control, uh, a recession, but we can certainly still operate to the best of our abilities at least. Chris, this has been awesome, man. In the, the short bit of time we have left, why don't you tell our listeners where they can learn more about ATP? What's the best website? What's the best social media? Oh, for sure. You guys? Uh, if you
6: want to, you can follow us on Instagram. It's ATP Fit. Uh, our app is there our website atpnj.com is there uh you can see what we do see how nice the facility is um and you can just see who we work with you know shout out to everyone that we work with yesterday my client just had a triple double from the uh kyle anderson on the on the timberwolves so i'm excited you know and that's the stuff that we live for to see who we work with actually progress and get better
5: it all makes it worth it in the end chris like i said man i, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing the story, what's worked, what hasn't, and where this whole thing is going. I'm excited to see the future for you guys, because it sounds like we still have a couple of cards to play and some well, for tricks sure. up your sleeve. So stay tuned. Keep an eye on ATP as we move forward. Chris, this is awesome. I-, I appreciate it, and I wish you nothing but the best. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate your time. Absolutely. And to everyone who tuned in, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch soon and as always, until next time, Jim Ward's out.
0: Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. 1, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. 2, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com.